We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have beaten Wolves at home by two goals to one, and it feels very, very good to win again, to move back up to fifth in the Premier League. Four points behind Spurs with two games in hand. All of a sudden, the rest of the season looks much rosier. I've got Charlotte, Ben and Cy with me to talk about the game today. We're recording immediately after the game in our City Centre studio, and it feels good. We're on Patreon for between three and eight pounds a month we're going to be reviewing this one and looking ahead to a big game on Nottingham Forest on Friday on Patreon all week so come and join us it keeps this podcast going we would be very very grateful Charlotte that was a good win was it not it was a good win it was a needed win I think you know not in terms of um derail our, our season be dera- being derailed or anything like that I'm not going to be as dramatic to say as we needed that to to put things back on track but I think in terms of team confidence in terms of fan confidence um, in terms of getting goals, um, we needed that. And it, uh, yeah, it does. It feels very good. Very good indeed. And, and Ben Newcastle and he fucked it up. <laughs> we did, yes, but we're not going to focus on that right at this point, uh, Alex. Um, no, I think just on Shaw's point, obviously, I think that would have been top four gone if we didn't win today. Um, obviously, as you alluded to there, things weren't going our way at one point, but uh, the team showed great character to come back. And as you say, it's just massively satisfying to see Miggy back in the goals hitting winners for it and uh, we've scored two goals at home and it just feels like there's a bit of a weight lifted off off the team and um, we can go into the the next match against Forest Cattle a lot more confidence thinking we can go there and give them a good hiding. Sorry thoughts? Yeah um, not 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 much different yeah we, we nearly fucked it up and I think uh, there was a, a spell especially in the stands where we thought we had fucked it up because mm. everyone Everyone panicked. I panicked. I thought there was no way we were scoring, but I was wrong. You know, I shouldn't have doubted Miggy, shouldn't have doubted Hal. Um, we deserved to win that game. And yeah, we comfortably deserved to win that game. It should have been far more than 2-1. So yeah, it's really good to get the three points, but with a performance that deserved a, a 5-0 drum. And we absolutely battered them today. And I think that was, a, it would have been an injustice not to get the win. I agree with you, sign. I think that's the important thing to celebrate today. It's not just the result, which is crucial. But Newcastle were the better team there. Nearly, what, 19 shots on goal, eight on target. They hit the bar gifted the opposition an equaliser, yeah. which we will talk about, sadly, Ben, but later on in the show, just for you, my, my friend. <laughs> but it's really important to come back in those big moments when the chips are down, and they were down on 80 minutes in that game because it was like, we've played well, we've done everything right here, we've, we've scored a great goal. Everything on the pitch has been good, apart from Nick Pope's mad stuff, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> everything has been good, and yet here we are, 1-1 against a team that have offered very, very little going forward apart from a couple of shots outside the box and a, and a free kick that was probably going over the bar and we won the game 
this is what this team have not been doing in recent weeks, months, games. It's as soon as the going got tough, would we wouldn't capitulate because we've been losing lots, but we we always managed to beat ourselves at time. And if if we hadn't got that winner, that beautiful win, I'm sure we'd be sat here talking a podcast saying we've basically drawn or beat or lost if we lost the game. We've done it to ourselves. We haven't been hurt by the opposition. Yeah. Mm. We've done it to ourselves. And the fact that that isn't the case is incredibly satisfying indeed. We have to talk about the front three. We have to talk about Alexander Isak. So let's talk about him. Charlotte, you were keen to, to talk about the man. So please do. Yes, I was. I'm going I'm to sing about the man. I'm going to adjust. I'm not really going to sing, don't worry. That's not what this is. Um, I'm just so impressed today. Um, we heard Eddie Howe talk about him in the week and say he's not ready to play 90 minutes yet. And I think that made us all worry that that meant he wasn't ever going to start games and we just bring him on for the odd 15, 20 Classic minutes. Eddie, though. Yeah. Classic Eddie. Mind games from Eddie. <laughs> um, he was right. He wasn't lying. He didn't He didn't play the full 90, but um, he was so good. What we've been crying out for, I think, today, he uh, was just so impressed with the way that he could... He drops deeper so he can collect the ball at the halfway line and and then push it right up the pitch he's got the pace on him he isn't phased by the fact that the wolves sort of cottoned on to that after about half an hour and were putting two men on him every time he got the ball he seemed to really comfortably deal with them um even if he lost the ball we we're just talking about this before we hit record even if he lost the ball he went back after it more more often than not today he would lose the ball and get it right back like it, it didn't impact um his um his pace or his confidence on the ball or anything like that got the biggest uh, disgrace of a yellow card doing that, yeah actually. ridiculous but anyway um and then obviously got our first goal today with a superb header um which was just i'm so glad it was him i'm so glad it was us that scored first there was just everything there and i was so happy for him it was a complete performance, wasn't it? Like yeah. you, everything you said was, he was, I mean, he was winning headers like in the first half for fun. I mean, against some big lads as well. Like I thought he, his, his all round gameplay was brilliant. Um, his movement off, like off the ball there to kind of pull defenders close to him and then just obviously outrun them was brilliant. Dawson just didn't have any answers for him. Um, the press was back and he kind of was leading a lot of that. And we, we constantly were, were catching kind of wolves making hospital passes and and uh and and, and <laughs> on a couple of occasions just passing the ball to us obviously they didn't really lead to to many um to, to much but it was great to see that back it was kind of the, the newcastle of old the newcastle at the start of the season that were just ramping at times and putting teams under pressure and um we haven't really seen that newcastle for a good few weeks so um yeah it was brilliant and and the goal is is an unbelievable header perfect kind of positioning and and he, and he could have had a couple of goals today. I think that's the only thing you would say is, is that there was probably more goals out there for him. He was getting into some really good positions and um, maybe that, that's obviously we could have been ruining that on another day if we if Miggy doesn't come on and score. But um, a really, really good good performance from him and uh, definitely one that I think he's got to start. He's got to be um, starting for the next few games, I think, off the back of that. I also want to just point out that um, I think I've said it for a couple of weeks, almost as a bit of a joke that he's not nasty enough yet. We started seeing a little bit of that, like confidence or nastiness, however you kind of want to um, label it. Today, he he would come uh, up to the crowd and he was revving the crowd up, and he looked like almost like the player we saw at Liverpool at Anfield in August. Um, that little bit of arrogance that you want in your striker. That of course I'm going to score. Like let's get this going, kind of attitude, and. A, 
don't think we've we, we haven't seen him play much. We haven't seen him start a game in ages. Um and so we hadn't seen that, but I definitely think there's some there's some nastiness to to come out of him yet in a good way. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um I don't think we can talk about uh Isaac's uh, performance, especially in that first half, exclusively without mentioning Maximan. Now I spent the first 50 minutes getting really frustrated at, at Maxi for not even attempting to beat a man, not doing anything, who's getting the ball. What was weird about this is that he seemed to find himself in a lot of space. I don't know if it was the formation that Wolves played or because Isaac was being such a handful, they were more concerned with him and it was giving Maxi a bit of space to play. And I think he finally realised this after about 15 minutes. But even then, it, he's kind of not trying to beat a man. He's looking for the easy pass and, and not, not making the right decisions. But then out of nowhere... He played like three or four unbelievable balls into the channel, which Isaac got under every one. And then a couple of times a Willock as well. And he's like, I've never seen this side of Maxi before. You don't have to beat a man if you're going to play a perfect ball in for, for Isaac four times in a row. And he's literally behind the defender every time. And then after that, crowd were getting up for him. The corner was getting up. And then he started to, to run at players and started to beat a man. I think his confidence started to turn during that kind of 15, 20 minute spell uh, at about 20 minutes where we were just battering them, absolutely battering them. And Maxi, Isaac, or... Um, or any of the other lads could have scored, really, you know. Murphy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> weirdly the, enough, weirdly the, the enough. The third of the trio. We're talking about the front three. Murphy did okay. He did he did his job. But when you would talk about the press, which was back then, Maxi was doing his job in the press. Mm. Isaac was doing his job in the press. If anyone was letting it down, it was Murphy. And the one reason Murphy has been playing the, picked in this team on that right is because he does all the running. And he was always the last one to catch up with his man, the last one to kind of put that bit of pressure on. So it's really frustrating. To be fair to Murphy, I'll stick up for him. He, he has been playing like right back for a lot of games. And I think he was just <laughs> defaulting into his mindset like, <laughs> crap, where's their like, attacker? I've got to get back and double up on him. <laughs> Isaac, uh, what a goal. I think mm. this, yeah. the, the, this goal, um, you know, it's, it's a header and it's a set piece. Newcastle, you know, even though it was great to go in the lead at half time, Newcastle played very well, I was thinking great but we do need to score from open play which we did in the second half but the um you know it's an outswinger the wolves players know where the ball's going to go in the box roughly when alexander isak makes his run the goalkeeper knows roughly where if he heads the ball if he gets in that connection it'll go and it still goes in because the quality of the ball and the quality of the header are such mm-hmm. that um that you can't do anything and that's this is the thing about where Newcastle United are going and are right now in terms of where they've been and I don't want to slag off Callum Wilson too much if at all but that was a 63 million pounds header mm-hmm. he's actually yeah. headed that ball really far away from the goal and the keeper has got nowhere near it yeah it's just quality like that that you have to buy you can't improve players to that level I don't think you can't you can't get Emil Kraft who hasn't played this season or Javi Mankio to put that quality ball into the box from a set piece what a goal I think what was interesting about the way that played out is that we had that free kick and the crowd weren't like sort of treating it as an attacking free kick no one was yeah. I think I was just chatting away most people were just chatting away it's like oh, I've got a free kick free kick somewhere near the halfway line no one's asked uh, because we've been so bad at set pieces recently and then it, it doesn't even matter the delivery's been good we've just been crap at getting anything on the end of it like Wilson's not scoring that header and it's, I think it just caught everyone including Wolves off guard how good a header that was it was Lee Wright absolutely world class and the crowd, the celebration was just like zero to a million because there was no like anticipation, there was no build. It was like, oh, it's a good ball, but we're not going to... Oh, shit, it's a goal. Like, it was unreal, unreal. Unreal it was. You know what? We've got more to say about Alexander Isak, but we're going to leave it here for part one. A couple of adverts coming up, or one advert coming up, we'll see. <laughs> uh, and after that, uh, we'll be back. If you don't like the ads, uh, you can get these podcasts advertisement-free for just £3 a month on our Patreon. Back after this. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Isak again. More Isak. For the rest of my life, please, more <laughs> just, Isak. Just an Isak pod now. <laughs> True Isak. It's really interesting to me, Sai, that you mentioned those uh, balls between ASM and Isak. Two things. One, I reckon ASM is probably thinking, fucking hell, lads, any chance of anyone doing this for me? Because there is a lot of times he gets the ball, but there's like four touches need to go in before before someone releases yeah. him. Joe Linton being the big exception, Joe Linton and ASM have linked up really well on the left-hand side when they play together. Um, and second of all, again, it, it's so simple. Like, the opposition know what's coming. They know that ASM's got the ball, that Alexander Riesack is going to make a run between the centre-back and the, the full-back, and he's going to get in the end of it, or he's going to win a free kick, or maybe maybe you'll have a, a throw-in or a corner defending your own half. Again, it's just something so different to what we've had. If we go to Manchester City last week and we're looking at that game, Callum Wilson had to do a lot of long ball stuff, which Isak didn't this week, but, but that running between the channels is something that people have really noticed that Wilson isn't doing. It stretches play, it stretches teams, it makes the opposition run back towards their own goal and we just haven't had it. And like one of you said before, it's just a breath of fresh air. Like we look a much more dangerous side with with our centre forward stretching defences. I think um, I think I said last week that Wilson looks like he's lost half a yard, a yard of pace. That wasn't the case. Um, with these actors, you can see how fast he is. The fact that he was just getting in between the defending and he was starting off a yard or two behind him and getting there first every single time. Um, but I think what's a really interesting, I was just looking at the stats there for the game. Yeah, loads, loads more chances. We really have battered Wolves, but Wolves have had like 60% possession in that game and that tells its own story. It tells you how quickly we were breaking. You know, we for weeks and weeks and weeks, we've had loads of the ball and teams have just said, hey, you have it, whatever, not going to do anything. And we've been slow, build up slow to get anywhere, but having loads of possession and saying that was good, whereas this week it was like, no, no, we're going to be very, very um, snappy, very quick with it, um, very uh, productive with the ball. And that 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 showed in that kind of Maxi and, and Isaac link up. It was like, right, boom, where's he going to be? Boom, pass. Mm. Willick's making really quick runs. To be fair to Murphy, he's making quick runs. Everything was much quicker and much more accurate most of the time today, and it was just much more effective. We really should have been two or three up at half time. 
loads of blocked shots, you know, on another day, some of those just go past the defender or go in and or, or deflect in or whatever. But yeah, just like, I just think things, what we've been complaining about for weeks is that we're not quick enough, we're not building up quick enough. How's found the answer? We've done that today. We've 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 found the quick build-up play, but probably Isaac and Maxi are the reason that it's worked. Yeah. No, I mean, it was a dynamic team, wasn't it, that he put, I mean, I think, as you say, he's changed that front three to kind of freshen things up and give a bit of impetus in, and, it, and you've got to say it worked today. Like, we started, I mean, I thought the, the first couple of minutes were just were on it from from kind of the, the kick-off and... Um, it was great to see, as you say, just playing with that energy. And you're right not to kind of pile on Wilson, but as you say, if he's, if he's not trained all the time, if he's not fit, if he's not um, able to kind of run run beyond defenders, like we know he can at his best form when he's fully fit, um, then it's kind of like, well, if, if you can't do that role, then we need someone in the can. And, and uh, yeah, I was really delighted with Isak's performance, especially because obviously we've seen him in the last few games coming off the bench and having a real impact. Yeah. And it's like, well, he's, he's clearly one of our best players. Can we not say that from the off? And, and obviously, he's, he's come on and scored a goal and, and could have had a couple of others. So, yeah, really, really positive performance and, and hopefully something we'll build on. I think today is the first time, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think today is the first time that Alexander Isak has legitimately been picked in front of Callum Wilson. Mm. Uh, you're, you're the main man. You're the centre forward. You're not just in because Wilson's out. And, and then, therefore, if Wilson comes back, you might lose, lose the shirt. And you just like you alluded to earlier, Charlotte. It is a, there was a confidence about him today that that we haven't seen as much since that that first game against Liverpool. And absolutely delighted for the lads. Um, I can't wait to see him play against Tottenham Forest. Really, really, really excited. We'll move on to some other aspects. First of all, I just want to give a shout out to Wolves today. I know that's normally something we, we don't do on the True Face podcast. Wolves are fine. They're not bad. They're not going to get relegated. Mm. They, they, they've, had, they've been one of the form teams since the. Um, since the World Cup, I think they were kind of tenth in the form table, something like that. Since the World Cup, they're a decent team. They are fine. Newcastle battered them today for me. Newcastle battered them. It's Wol- Spurs last week. Yeah, Wolves are good. Wolves are fine. They're not going to push the top eight or anything. They've got a good manager. Got some good players. I thought Newcastle were far superior today than Wolves. Even the Wolves got kind of that gift, which we'll talk about in a bit. But let's stay on the positives. Joe Willock. I'm going to start on Joe Willock. I thought uh, it was one of his best games for Newcastle today. It's almost like he'd been out of the side for a while and just thought, "Fuck's sake." We're shit without me. I'm going to come back in. I'm going to make this work again. He's playing the wrong side of the midfield. He's playing with his left, but he can use his left and his right. I just thought he was he was everything today. He was absolutely everything. He was instrumental in anything Newcastle did well. He played a part in, and I also really enjoyed watching him just boss other players. But it's not something I've seen from him loads. Mm. There was a point in the second half when um, Dan Byrne played the ball back to Nick Pope, uh, who, who was put under pressure when he sliced the ball out of play and, and Willock went fucking nuts at Burn. he's like forward play the ball forward I mm. want the ball give me the ball I've got three not three men on me I don't care I want the ball at my feet we haven't seen that from him so far and it's almost like this little spell out of the side he's realised either how good he is or how bad we are without him I don't know mm. I, li- I liked it whatever it was <laughs> it's almost like what we wanted to happen with Bruno when Bruno went out for those three games you know sitting watching us play and we weren't very good and we really needed him and we like he, he was excellent today excellent he was great today Willock was a standout in the midfield mm. for, for sure it's what I kind of expected Bruno to do I've been out for these three games with shite without me I'm going to be class when I come back in but actually he he's taken a little bit of bit more building up I think Bruno whereas Willock's like nah I'll show you what I can do straight away his heat map Newcastle's Twitter is the first heat map they've released is his they clearly know that he was the playmaker today um he's just it, I don't know what's happened in the last one week, but it is—it's a—it to, 
for me, it seems like a psychological shift with a lot of these players. I know he hasn't sort of started for a while, so maybe it's not just the last week, but it, it did feel like a, a different mood among the among the whole squad today. And that, I think that fed the crowd a little bit mm. and then the crowd fed, fed it. But yeah, I totally agree. He did, he just seemed full of confidence, full of like, I'll show you what I can do. And he was one of me- a few players, including you said, which we've mentioned, that wasn't asked if there were like three or four players on him, two or three players on him. It's like, I'm, I'm absolutely comfortable doing like getting around them and, and sorting this out. So bring it on. I think, I mean, just to quickly on that point you just mentioned in there, I mean, Eddie Howe's come out and said kind of that cup final was a bit of a distraction. Mm. Maybe that's a result of the fact that that's done and dealt with now. And it's almost like, right, back to sorting shit out in the league and actually getting getting back to winning ways because we, we have had a kind of a, an average run of, games where we've just not been winning games and and it kind of probably did coincide with the with the, the cup final but just on Willock I mean he, he again the word I used before for the attack was dynamic and, and Willock was dynamic today just every time he was getting on the ball he was trying to get forward um as you say wasn't afraid kind of where to where to pick pick the ball up and kind of run at players and the thing with Willock is he's like he's got everything like very quick um got good feet like good range of passing like he, he should be contributing more and, and we've kind of said it for a little while that he, I mean that he's, he's a player capable of scoring goals and he hasn't been doing it but I thought today as you say he was the man that kind of took us on, on his kind of back a little bit and, and was trying to push us forward and mm. um, obviously get his assist for the for the Miggy goal which is brilliant <laughs> I actually thought at the time I thought he'd fucked the chance a bit because obviously he gets the ball on the edge of the box and it's like shoot like for fuck's sake shoot please like someone have a shot he doesn't, he cuts back, runs after the three defenders. And I'm like, where are you going here? And then he slides it through to Miggy, who's just like basically the, the like the partner of the Red Sea Wolves' his defense. Miggy's just through <laughs> one-on-one with the keeper. And uh, it was a brilliant, brilliant bit of play from Willick because I was, I was shouting at him at the time. But um, just shows it again, that confidence thing of like, I don't know necessarily that he would be looking for that almost like playmaking pass. In, in the past, he's obviously a player that likes to score and probably would have taken the shot on it at the point. So maybe that's a little bit of his, his development that he's understanding kind of what his role needs to be within the team, and especially when I think when we haven't got Joe Linton, I, what I felt like when you talk about Bruno there, I felt like Bruno probably felt like he had to do a bit more of the defensive work because we were lacking that. And that then meant, well, Willick, you're going to have to do all the running and the attacking. I mean, I think Bruno was still getting forward, but... Um, it was definitely one of Willick's better performances where I thought he was probably the, if, if not, well, other than Isak, I, I would say Willick was one of the stars uh, for us today. So yeah, it was great to see him doing that and hopefully um, he can push on and kick on because I think that's what we're missing in that midfield three is we don't really have that um, dynamic midfielder that can kind of take te- take the game to teams. Um, Bruno and, and, and Joe Linton have got their real strengths and, and can do different things, but Willick running with the ball at pace and kind of running at defenders and committing them is is just a dynamic we don't have when he's when he's when he's not there. Yes, yes, indeed, and it'd be very very interesting to see, assuming everyone is fit and well for that Manchester United game after the international break when Joe Linton is available again if if he comes back in because today uh, Willock linked brilliantly with with Isak but also with ASM and Dan Byrne as well. They look like a real real partnership and. You know, Joe Linton's had a lot of plaudits this season, even when he was playing further forward on the left-hand side, and may, you know, and deservedly so, but maybe the plaudits should have gone more to Joe Willock than they have been. I mean, Newcastle today have scored twice in the league uh, at home for the first time since October, I think, against Aston Villa. That seems like a long time wow. ago. 
Um, it, it is it is really interesting, isn't it? I, I do I do want to keep talking at Wolves because Newcastle were were everything that we want them to be today. They were exciting in attack. They were apart from the goal and a, a couple of other mad moments from Pope. They were pretty de- <laughs> you know defensively solid. Um, I don't know if any of you want to talk about the defence today or, or, or Pope or. Well, just just quickly on that point, though, I think what the kind of to exclamation mark that point was the fact that Adama Traore gets hooked at half time, who was against Dan Byrne. I was thinking, fuck, like he could have a field day here, and he got hooked at half time because it just wasn't working. And then Pedence kind of comes off at the end, who I thought was their best best player, and um, obviously hit the post, kind of had looked looked dangerous. But I think we dealt with their threats and nullified them enough that it was kind of like they 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 had to change and they had to kind of. Um, kind of make wholesale changes to to try and get back in the game. And to be honest, they didn't really work. They just got really lucky that that Trippier slips over. But yeah, I'll let side jump on the defence. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, thought generally it was nice to see Shaw back. I thought Shaw looked really good. He was very good in the air, actually. Again, Shaw, he, he wins a lot of headers for, for you know, you, you don't. And he didn't th- go down with a head injury. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He lasted the whole game. <laughs> um, but yeah, just on Dan Byrne, who we've talked about a lot on this podcast about whether he should be starting this sort of game. And I was, I was. Of of the changes in the lineup, that was the one I really wanted to see and, and was a bit worried about. And again, for the first fifty minutes, like here we go again. He's just sitting in his own half. Maxi's gonna have to do it all himself. And then I don't know at what point. When, once we started to flow and start to click, Bain was also getting up. To be fair to him, he's getting involved. His delivery isn't great because he isn't a fullback and he's not he's not a good crosser of the ball. But he was at least taking a man away and doing some runs. And then there's what after about twenty minutes when I'm shouting at Maxi saying, "Just try and take a man, beat a man." The first player in the team to try and beat a man was Dan Byrne. When Maxi threads in through and he knocks it past one defender, but the touch is so bad, he just ends up absolutely clattering through Ruben Neves. Like, well, actually, didn't didn't create a chance, but he's nearly, he's nearly wiped Neves out of the game. So fair play, Dan. Um, that was amazing. Yeah, that was a funny little spell. But yeah, um, I, I thought defensively we were fine. Yeah, Trippier had an excellent game, by the way. And he just has such a mare for the goal. Like yeah. he's slips, he's on his left foot. He, he doesn't need to kick it and all three things happen. And it's, it's a beast. He doesn't but, need to be there at yeah. all. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you mentioned that they hit the post. But other than that, I think we we, can, we contained Wolves pretty well whilst having loads and loads of our own chances, which is exactly what you want from this team. Nick Pope, thoughts? Um, Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just, I think, I mean, to be fair, I mean, we, we, we were talking about this before, like he gets some hospital passes at times and there's times where I think we, we go back to him more than we need to. Uh, you kind of make the point about Willock having a go at Byrne. Like, I, I think you can have a go at all the defenders saying, like at times we go back to Pope when just play the fucking ball forward. Like, let's play faster. We'll play too slow at times. And I think there was a couple of times, I mean, obviously the, the potential penalty incident just should never happen. Like, it's such a bad touch. Like where and why are you kicking the ball back to your goal when you're you're the keep there's no one there, there's a defender coming on you. It's just so many things wrong. And obviously we know obviously the last big game he had was was the Liverpool and he had a mare. Um and I, you do wonder is that maybe he's playing on his mind. But um I think after he made he made he kind of made that error about two or three times, but then he he kind of I, th- I think as a keeper he he got his confidence back by making some unbelievable saves. Yeah. Obviously, mm. the free kick that you said was going over, I'm saying it's going in the top corner. Um, it's a great free kick and it's an unbelievable mm-hmm. save. Um, and then he, he comes and claims it right at the end when there's a bit of pressure in there kind of um, coming on to us. Like that is what Nick Pope does. Is He's just a common influence on that defence. And okay, he wasn't doing it with his feet today, but he did it with his gloves and that's the most important bit. Yeah, I think the, w- the weird thing is, is over the season, he's been perfectly reliable with his feet and he, he can be part of that back five. But as soon as he's had that moment with Liverpool and then he had that moment in the first half where penalty situation, um, 
And then we did it loads more. It was like, here you go, Nick. You've got one second to control this and find a pass. It's like, just don't need to do that to him. Sometimes, and I, I love the fact that we try and play it out. I love the fact that the last thing we want to do is just hoof it and give it back to the opposition. But sometimes you do just think, oh, lad, just, just clear it. Don't put Pope in that position. There was another opportunity, wasn't there, where the attacker got there and he's ended up having to smash the ball off him out for a throw-in. But like, just there's no need to get ourselves in that situation. Football's a funny game because... You're here telling me, and I'm not saying you're wrong, you're here telling me it's the defender's fault, you know, <laughs> he sorted himself out. He could have been, and arguably, I want your thoughts, should have been sent off. Alan Shearer thought it was a red card, apparently the Sky Commentators thought man? of <laughs> red card. Charlotte, what did you think, red card or no? I mean, it was the other end of the pitch to where we were. Mm. It just looked fucking daft. Um, I think, looking back over the... Um, over the sort of highlights, although it's hard to call it a highlight for us. But yes, looking over the highlights, I think we are lucky that it wasn't a red card and penalty, but that it was the right call for it not to be. Yeah, it's never a pen money. It's a dive. Like the, the bloke's just looking for it all day long. It, like a better striker just takes the ball and puts that in the back of the net and just says, thank you, Nick Pope. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's already like himself hitting the, the deck by the yeah. time he gets in. Like, it's just a dive. Pope, yeah. It, 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 I think, yeah, I agree with you. I'm pleased the ref didn't give it shock, yeah. <laughs> but I'm pleased the ref didn't give it. But, 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 bit, a, bit, a bit like the last game that we won in the Premier League <laughs> with Mitrovic's pen, there's two massive bits of luck for Newcastle. And the luck hasn't yeah. really been in of late. So, mm. you know, these, these things, and Newcastle played really well today and deserved to win the game. So there's that to consider as well. But, you know, come on, Nick. Come on. What's he, like, what you're thinking? Yeah. And, and as well, like you say, Ben, I don't know why the lad goes down, but there is there is contact. I don't think it's a pen, mm. but if I'm in that away end, if I'm at Forest last week and me and Ben were talking pre-game, we've got fucking business with Nottingham Forest the last time we were there in the with championship. The Z. Yeah. <laughs> um, to sort out, you know, the the the, the penalties then, and, and it's just, it's I, I don't know. I don't really have the words to describe how lucky we were because there's contact there. Yes, it's a dive. It's Andy Madley as well. If, if the referee gives that, it's never getting overturned in a million years. Yeah. But we'll take it. Thanks very much, Forrest. Forrest, Wolves, getting confused these moments. Thanking them in advance for (laughs) capitulating. Thanks for three points. What else do you want to talk about? Set pieces for me. I thought they were really, really dangerous today. And we've we've talked about it on a a couple of pods recently about how ineffectual we've been and and how badly we've defended them. I thought in both both areas today were really, really good. Trippier's deliveries, as I kind of do. Um, did, did you see that short corner that uh, Trippier took the maxi? <laughs> it, I mean, it was poaching. It's one of the worst it. set pieces I've ever seen. Do you reckon, it was, do you reckon it was just because it was ASM's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> You've got that I'm, one. I haven't, That's got your one. Present. I haven't got your present alarm. Yeah. But if you want to take a short corner at any point in this game, I'll give you from That's me. your one. Yeah, try and beat just them one. too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, to, to be fair, that was just to put them into false pretenses that we're going to do that all game. And then... Trippier started whipping and wieldies all game. So, yeah. no, it was nice to see, like, we, we created a couple of good chances. Obviously, Bruno hits the bar as well from another one where goes to the back post and, and Burn does brilliant to kind of put it back into the into the danger area. But um, I just thought we were, we, were, we were dangerous from them. We looked a threat again where we haven't in previous games. Um, Trippier's delivery was much better today. And, and as you say, it was, we weren't really, we didn't do many of the short corners today. It was more um, whipping the ball at the box where we've got the massive lads going and attacking and there. Uh, yeah, I mean, even Botman could have could have scored one. I think at the end as well as a great chance. Um, but Bruno defensively, had a opportunity too. Yeah, but defensively, like again as well, like that we were saying, like that's the kind of the only way Wolves it felt like we're going to score. 
And I feel like we dealt with all of them really, really well as well. I don't really remember them having like creating any real chances from any of their kind of free kicks or or um or, or corners other than obviously that that kind of pub save. So yeah, I feel like it's it's back to kind of business. We've got kind of the blueprint back for how we're going to be successful for this kind of running, and uh, things are starting to to look a lot, lot more positive. They are, yeah. Nice to score off a set piece, like you said. Newcastle have had a lot of them, uh, a lot of corners, but we look, we look dangerous across the pitch today. It wasn't just set pieces. It wasn't just open play. It wasn't just down one side of the pitch. And then I want to I want to say a word for, for Miguel Almiron. You oh, know, yeah. dropped today. Uh, and I know, I know, I know. We come to expect this from this version of Newcastle United, and, and even to be fair, before the takeover, before this manager came, they've always been a quote unquote good set of lads. Um, you know, Maggie today dropped for Jacob Murphy. Miguel Moron was our top scorer, is our top scorer in the Premier League. He could perhaps have been entitled to say, you know, are you kidding me? I'm the top scorer. I'm the only one who's who's scoring. And um, there's none of that. He comes on, he puts in 100, percent and he gets a great goal at the end, which which. As I come back to the office and watch highlights, it takes quite a big deflection, which may have had something to do with it. But also, you know, <laughs> he's it's in a, the right position. It's, 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 he's in the right position, right, right player, right time, right foot for him. <laughs> to left be, foot, left foot, even left foot for him, <laughs> which is important. And uh, and great goal, great moment. Really, really happy for him. Happy for us. Happy for the team. Anyone on Miggy? I think just that he is such a confidence player, isn't he? he hasn't been playing very well lately. I think that was the entirely right call to pull him out of the starting 11 um, and to bring him on to make a bit of a difference. I think getting a goal like that is just going to up his confidence. I think a game like Forrest might be a game for him. Um, If not starting, then coming on from the bench because he's now got that goal. So it'll be Forrest last game. I got a goal, confidence player, just ready. I just think, I think it was, yeah, I'm really pleased for him. Happy days for Miggy Almiron. <laughs> Happy days for us as well. Just quickly on the context of the win as well, you know, momentum is important and I look at Liverpool this weekend. Now, Newcastle, some of Newcastle's results now the season has progressed a little bit, have a little bit more context. So we thought when we went away to Palace and, and kind of dominated that game and, and we got a draw, it was like, oh, well, you know, it's good to be playing well and creating chances Turns out Palace are shit and can't score, don't have shots, and, and that was a bad result. Same, draw, draw with most people, though. So, <laughs> same with same with Leeds at home. That was a bad result in the context of how their season's gone since. But that draw at Bournemouth, you know, Bournemouth have been <laughs> like really yeah. good, mm. really good since then. Could have won at Arsenal, have beaten Liverpool. Um, you know, that that's that's a good result. And I just look at you know us this weekend. Uh, Spurs won, and it's been a difficult week for Spurs, but. Liverpool winning seven, beating us, then beating Man U by seven, uh, beating Everton, and then losing losing nil one yesterday to Bournemouth away from home and, and missing a penalty. I really I really like the way that this has gone. I like the fact that we have Forrest next. I like the fact mm. that we're back into fifth place. We've basically had a horror couple of months. You know, mm. it's not it's not just the defeat in the cup final. It was the whole day. It was the it was the lack. It was just the way it went. It was the goalkeeping situation. Mm. Then there's the Man City game. There's the Liverpool game on top of that. It, it's just been a shit couple of months in in reality. And to find ourselves still in with a, with, with Champions League football being a realistic possibility, but also being in our hands. Newcastle win all of their games at the end of the season, which I'm not saying they're going to. They qualify for the Champions League. Spurs can't say that. Liverpool can't say that. You know. There has been conversations recently about 
what constitutes a good season because you only start having those kind of conversations when things go wrong because mm. people start to look at the what-ifs. Brighton are a very good team, okay? And let's see what they do. We have to play them at home. But Newcastle shouldn't be finishing below Brentford, uh, Brighton arguably, Fulham. Newcastle are a better team than those sides. That's the reason they've been above them all season. There's a reason Newcastle have been above Liverpool all, all season. And I thought you saw today a shift in the momentum. Newcastle played really well. They could have won that game 3 or 4-1. And we're head to Forest away with with a real chance of solidifying that position. And because we play Friday night, putting real pressure on Spurs. I just want to very quickly say that today's game was fun. Yeah. And I didn't haven't felt like I had fun at a game for a little while. I don't know if it was just sort of the stakes were higher. Obviously, Wembley stakes were massively high. That was not fun. Um, last week, I, I wasn't at City, but it wasn't fun. Man City at the Etihad is never that much fun, is it? And today, particularly in that first half, I was like, oh, we're class. We're so much better than them. This could be a really fun game. And you sort of let yourself enjoy it. And I think you know, I think next week will be the same. I think that was a performance from a group of players and a manager. Uh, and I'm not trying to predict what Eddie House team talk was, but it was like, you know what? We're not going to let that brilliant first half of the season go to waste. We're going we're gonna to kick on. What? Why not? It, it really did look like the lads were re- refocused and really going to make a go of this kind of crunch 10 to 10 to 15 fixtures left that um that the, the, there's some stuff to play for there and I, mm. <laughs> last week I was like Champions League no chance this week I'm like you know what <laughs> because the shift was so big and and the performance is so good and yeah we've only won 2-1 but it was it was it was it was such a good game of football against a team that are in good form as well yeah exactly exactly it just it does feel like a shift but yeah I, I feel like there was a lot of points made there that this season isn't going to isn't going to witter out because I think we're all worried that that was the case like, mm. you, you know I'd imagine the majority of Newcastle fans were starting to worry are we even going to finish in the top six based mm. on the way it had gone and that terrible couple of months we've had and that performance there has just kind of put that to bed it's like now we're, we're gonna we're gonna make a go of it for the right to the end I mean I, I said if we didn't win today I, I thought that was top four done Thankfully, I feel like, we're, as you say, like that's a big statement win to say. And now it's top we're, four, we're, done. We're, yeah, <laughs> top four, here we come. Um, I'm already booking me hotels in various uh, European cities. Just, just predicting just, the group. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get me crystal ball out. But um, but now, I mean, I think what, what I really liked today was, uh, like you clearly saw, like Eddie Howe putting the gauntlet down, like challenging players today. Obviously, the changes he's made, the people coming in, getting opportunity. And you've got to say that like, everybody has like reacted how you would want them to. Miggy's come off the bench and scored. Um, okay, Wilson is 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 kind of put his body about and, and was an annoying little fuck for the <laughs> half an hour that did the job. Um, Isak was brilliant, scored a goal and, and kind of terrorised them for for a while. And and yeah, there's a lot of things like a lot of positives to take from this that I think we've, we haven't had go coming out of other games. We've kind of been trying to justify, oh well, it wasn't this bad. We've, we've, we did well in this and stuff. Whereas today, as you say, Charlotte, it was such a good performance. Like a lot of people will have taken confidence and will have enjoyed today's game. And um, it definitely feels like a, a momentum change where like we're, we're now back on the up rather than whereas before it was kind of just meandering along. We all agree. We all agree. <laughs> we're in agreement. We'll leave it there for this week. Thanks so much to everybody for listening. Thanks to you three for, for joining me on the True Faith podcast. As I said, we're on Patreon. It's between three and eight pounds a month. We'll be back with one of these probably Saturday morning, hopefully after we've given Nottingham Forest the hiding that we keep saying someone's going to get, although it's away from home and they've got an excellent home record. But more of that this week on Patreon on the match preview and the like. Speak to you all next week. Bye-bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? 
What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.